Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from the Intel Developer Forum in San Francisco. And I have three guests who are going to talk about one of the hottest topics at IDF this year. Let me introduce my guests. The first one is Robert Bloom, Director of Strategic Marketing and Business Development at Intel. Hi, Allison. He's brought some friends along, Hans-Jürgen Schmidtke from Facebook. Hello, Allison and Robert. And Tom Isenhuth from Microsoft. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here today. So the topic today is optic connectivity in the data center. And I wanted to start with just a quick question on the challenges with connecting data centers at the large scale that companies like Facebook and Microsoft run. Why don't we just start with you, Hans-Jürgen. Can you talk a little bit about the scale of Facebook data centers and why connectivity is important to you? So we have announced six global data centers. We build out networks and we are growing traffic quite a bit. We mentioned in, in the discussion today how dramatic that actually is from posting bytes to now in future VR and AR. So uh, Optics delivers, in general, the best bandwidth reach product. So optical, pluggable from like shortest reach to longest reach are essential technologies to scale up bandwidth networks that connect servers, storage, and compute. So in essence, it's an essential, a very important technology for us. Now, Tom, when we talk about scale, can you put into people's perspectives the type of scale we're talking about? in an average hyperscale data center. How many things are we actually connecting? Well, I can have specific numbers, but our data centers are tens of acres approaching hundreds of acres. About two years ago, we announced we have over a million servers deployed and we're well beyond that now. So just the amount of room and distance it takes to deploy that many servers, even in multiple locations, the only practical way to tie all those things together is using optics, just you know, due to the distances and the cost. So the scale is we are at the forefront of the networking world. So let's get into optics for a second. Why are optics a more attractive option? Is it the data rates or is it just the efficiency of the cabling or something else? So first of all, I think this is the essential question about how you transmit bits from A to B. Clearly, there's still a sweet spot for copper. Copper is more or less passive, where clearly optics, either active optical cable or pluggable optics, deliver typically higher than 100 gigabit per second times meters, better performance, because you just can't transmit so much over a distance, mm -hmm. a given distance. So this is not a clear rule. I'm just throwing it out because the industry typically has established that. But clearly when you transmit 100 gigabits or terabits over meters, mm -hmm. at some point in time it makes sense to think about optical technologies. And you can see that historically as optics marches from wide area network inside central offices and now data centers, that's literally the only feasible technology. And that's why we made actually a deliberate decision. I think that is a more relevant question from multi-mode to single-mode fiber, where we started deploying single-mode fiber to allow for even better distances. Yeah, what I would add is the way we think of a data center is within a rack, when you're going like one, two, three meters, copper is still the dominant mechanism. Once you leave the rack, if you're within a row where you're probably going 10, 20, 30 meters, you go to optics, but like multi-mode optics or AOCs, as Hanjiaga mentioned, are practical. But once you leave the row, single-mode optics is the only practical solution. It has to be single-mode because 
even right now, we're going from a generational change from 10 gigabits a lane to 25 gigabits a lane, and that's going to keep progressing up. And the only way to really future-proof your infrastructure is with single-mode fibers. So for us, it really wasn't a hard decision. It was really the only practical decision that we could do. Now, Robert, you've been sitting patiently waiting for your chance to chat. Today was a pretty exciting day for Intel in terms of the optical space. Tell me what Diane Bryan announced today. Yeah, so Diane announced that we're in volume production now with Intel Silicon Photonics. We have our first 100 gig optical transceivers shipping in volume. The first ones are the PSM4 variant, which uses four parallel fibers to transmit 100 gigabits per second of data. And then we're also sampling the CWDM4 transceiver, which basically uses duplex fiber to transmit and receive 100 gig. So quite exciting time. And we also had a panel actually this afternoon with Hans Jürgen and Tom to talk about the optical connectivity inside the data center. Diane mentioned something that was quite impressive to me. 16 years in the making, getting to this day of having volume production. So it must be an amazing day for the Silicon Photonics team at Intel to make that announcement publicly. Yeah, it's kind of funny. We're getting smiles around the table here, right? Uh, so 16 years is certainly a long time. But, you know, the thing is we have integrated optics onto the Intel Silicon, right? And really getting that right and being able to have a laser that is integrated at the wafer level, where we don't need any active alignment, you know, where we have really the silicon be part of the laser structure so that we can manufacture mm -hmm. at the wafer level, we can test at the wafer level. Mm -hmm. uh, really is a huge accomplishment and getting that right is really a significant milestone here. So by having done that, we're really driving a very different cost structure and we're able to manufacture 100 gig in volume. I've heard the 100 gig talked about quite a bit. Are there different data rates that are also going to be supported in the future? Oh, absolutely, but uh, you know, I'm just noticing that Hans Jürgen has 100 gig on his uh, sweatshirt here. <laughs> so uh, you know, 100 gig is certainly the new currency, if you will, but the new data rate currency for today. But you know, certainly also in the panel today, we talked a lot about 400 gig, which mm -hmm. is right around the corner. As you look at the traffic growth inside the data center, it's doubling about every year. Mm -hmm. So if we're at 100 gig today, it kind of tells you we sort of need to be at 400 gig in two years to keep up with the data growth. And absolutely, 400 gig is a big discussion. There's actually a discussion right now around what kind of form factor 400 gig will be. Will it be in terms of pluggable form factors, or will it be in terms of an embedded uh, form factor? And we as Intel are uh, basically hedging our bets, uh, working on both. We are both founding members of the QSFP DD and the Kobo initiative that has been driven by uh, Microsoft primarily. So uh, 400 gig is around the corner, and then also we'll see probably optics go to the server at the same time as well. My first job at Intel was the transition between 10 megabit and 10100 Ethernet. So I'm laughing right now at these <laughs> speeds. So guys, can you put 400 gig to work when it's available? Would that be an attractive thing? So yes, absolutely. We actually like to skip 200 gig to move directly to 400 gig so that we don't have multiple technology transitions in shortest amount of time. So definitely we would put 400 gig to work, but you know, it's still a couple of years out though, mm -hmm. right? But yeah. uh, the development has to start. Absolutely, we are ready to put 400 gigabit to use. As the servers continue to increase in speed, we see you know 100 gig servers coming out in 2018, 2019, and clearly the network infrastructure has to grow to keep on top of that as well. So 400 gig, we've been following the standards process. We may kick off some non-standard stuff, but yes, 400 gig is very much of interest to us. So Tom, Robert mentioned some standards efforts in this space. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of standards for the next generation of innovation? The key issue for us where standards come in basically comes down to volume. Mm -hmm. That if it's a standard product, multiple people buy it that drives more volume, 
And if it's a standard, you should be able to get that product from you know, multiple suppliers. Because mm -hmm. even as good as Intel is, we need multiple suppliers for any high volume component. So that drives our ability to buy equal form function from multiple sources. That said, if the industry does not deliver what we actually need, there's the alternative of doing a MSA, which is a, I'll call it kind of a standard, mm -hmm. but not. Or if it's truly not delivering it, we could go off and have something done, which we've done before. So final thoughts here. Robert, what's next for the Silicon Photonics Group now that you've made this important delivery of initial products? Yeah, it's obviously you continue to ramp 100 gig. There's huge demand for 100 gig. We see obviously the early adopters being the tier one cloud, which we also have at the table here but there's a rollout of 100 gig into the next wave cloud and into the enterprise segment. And then obviously, as we look at 400 gig, we talked about it. Ultimately, we really see the integration of optics with the silicon, be that the switch silicon or the networking silicon. And that's really where we see that silicon photonics will truly be shining. So we're really today focusing on 100 gig and 400 gig, but there's a lot of work already, a lot of discussion on how we drive the next gen of switch integration and the integration of optics for silicon. Well, thank you so much, guys. Robert, Hans Jurgen, and Tom for being on the program today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you, Alison. Yes, thank you as well. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization.